We are the jamming one. We are your only sound alternative. We are redefining radio. We are reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. We are the last bastion of hope against a sea of corporately controlled interests. We are enriching the community with learning opportunities that have been a stepping stone for a vast array of successful individuals from all walks of life. Punk. Dub. Classical. Techno. And so many other genres of music that we could spend an hour listing them for you. We are straight. We are transgender. We are women. We are men. We are old and young. We are novices and veterans. We are the community, the country, and the world. We are all races, skin tones, colors. We are inclusive. We are the jamming one. We are your only sound alternative. We are redefining radio. We are reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. We are CJAM 99.1 FM. If you could save a life one day, would you? In Ontario, there are over 1,600 people waiting for a life-saving organ transplant right now. Every three days, one of these people will die while waiting. By taking just two minutes to register as an organ donor, you can save up to eight lives and transform 75 more through tissue donation. What you decide to do today has the power to make a lasting impact. Join millions of other registered organ donors in Ontario and give hope to those waiting. Register at beadonor.ca. You're tuned in to an Absent Sounds interview on CJAM 99.1 FM, your voice of the underground. We hope you enjoy the program. Hi, my name is Wea D. And my name is Wea Shu. And you are currently tuned in to another episode of Absent Sounds on CJAM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Each week, we use and I pick two albums to play through, diving into the albums and the stories behind them. But we always think that the best way to get to know an album is to get to know the artist. And today, we are going to be diving into Follow the Sideboard by Miss Grit. And we are lucky enough to have Margaret, aka Miss Grit, with us. <laughs> so, our first question. Our first question today is going to be an intro, light, lighthearted question, especially since we are in the end of the year. And that is, what's one? What's the smallest thing that has uh, filled you with joy over this past, or that you're thankful for? Which um, you're thankful? I guess, yeah, just thankful for the apartment that I have and the little space in the world I'm allowed to occupy. It's um, very, yeah, very big thing to be grateful. So, yeah. That brought me joy this year. How long have you been in that apartment? <laughs> um, it's been about two years now. Yeah, almost two years. But um, I feel like I've made it my own. So uh, it's it brings me joy. And I like to take care of it and take care of all the plants inside it. And yeah, it's a very therapeutic thing for me. So <laughs> Plant parenthood is very good. <laughs> Does it take you long to, <laughs> yeah. to make things feel like it's your home? Does it take a while? Um 
I guess it just requires a lot of things. I feel like I just like, like to surround myself with things that make me happy. So, uh, I mean, it's also like a lot of music gear and like, mm-hmm. yeah, plants and stuff like that. So, um, just yeah, it's it's all pretty packed into yeah. here. But, I think yeah. two years is approximately how long it would take me to officially move into any space. So, <laughs> happy anniversary! <laughs> okay. um, we always like to first start off by having a little introduction to the artist for anyone who's not familiar with you or your work. Um, and so you can begin anywhere. I don't really know if there's some place you want to start. Yeah. So I've been um, doing this project, Miss Grit, for about five years now. Um, I've released two EPs and a record, a full-length record, and that LP was with Mute Records this past release. Um, and... Yeah, just a musician. I uh, went to NYU for music technology. That's why I studied there and um, just have been a big music lover for all of my life, I guess. <laughs> when you say that you're a music lover, what would you say is the first album or the first artist that really got you hooked on music? Hmm. I guess I had some like... Um, really early artists that like I still really love that like my parents would play for me and stuff but I feel like the artist that had like the biggest impact on me was St. Vincent probably know her music starting in like middle school and I feel like that's when I was really starting to um take guitar really seriously and um get really into guitar pedals and stuff so I I I think she just kind of definitely um helps uh launch my like motivation and uh inspiration to like become a musation yeah yes those formative years of middle school yes (laughs) the traumatic years yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say that you know it i was reading this book um by kurt vonnegut today and it, it's kind of related to what you're saying um or related to the fact that you were studying music and technology and in the book he was saying mm-hmm. that with the arts it almost seems like the antithesis of anything that's uses your brain i guess or the analytical part oh, of your brain yeah um and i don't think he was actually saying that in the sense that he agrees with it but more in the sense that like if you are a musician and you're coming from it or if you're an artist and you're coming from it from the lens of like science or anything that's you know and mm-hmm. you don't seem to understand you recognize your song that fits the title track from the Japanese anime series Serial Experiments Lane. It's called Duvet, and this song was what started off the series that aired from July to September 1998. The series follows Lane, who is a an adolescent girl in suburban Japan, and it really tugs into her life in relation to a global communications network that is similar to the internet all the themes that the show dives into really does have a lot to do with philosophy on reality identity and communication our 
need and reliance on technology, as well as conspiracy theories and computer history. It's a really well-beloved anime, and the concept is one that also overlaps with the album Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grant, who we're speaking to now. Yeah, I I think one of my favorite things about the album is kind of the whole concept behind it. And so I know Weedy was already kind of touching on that as well. Um, but I think everything you've been mentioning, like other than Ghost in the Shell, that's kind of the first one off the top of my head. But um, I'm going to just jump into Serial Experiment Lame. Yeah. Is that, is that what you were also referencing as well in the album too? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just got to have to ask that to start off because imagine the entire questions were just like, <laughs> like, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the, I guess, the I don't want to say the best anime, but it's like such a high standard of like... It's really amazing. It yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. When was the first time that you watched the series? Um, I think I watched it over the pandemic, like in the early phases of the, of the pandemic. And I was just like watching a lot of anime at the time. I like hadn't really watched a whole lot of anime before, but I was like following the, you know, the trend and mm. the wave. I, I like had always watched the Miyazaki movies like growing up. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I really got into like the storytelling that like a lot of animes have um but yeah i watched it over the pandemic and i was just really amazed by the soundscape of it like more than anything and also just like the the visuals of like all the cables and how her room is starting to like grow into a monster around her kind of processing Yeah, I just found a lot of it, like, really powerful um, uh, imagery and, yeah, just re- a really inspirational series, definitely. Yeah. I'm kind of assuming that the cable is coming out of your mouth. That's definitely inspired by that, too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But we do have some questions that uh, are directly attached more to the album, too, which is going to go with our little album playthrough that we do with the show as well. Um, but the first one definitely just does jump off of the idea of anime and so perfect blue right off the bat
That was Perfect Blue from off the album Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grit. You're tuned in to an episode of Apps and Sounds here on CJAM 99.1 FM, your voice of the underground. Jumping back into our interview with Miss Grit. Is another great film. And I know we were supposed to watch it with the movie. Have you seen it? Some of our friends. No, I, I know. I didn't. Did you? Okay. okay. So I was like, I'll take this sleep. <laughs> Yes, Weezu. Well, I haven't watched the film, excuse me, but allow me to give a short explanation of what the anime is about for our listeners. It's an anime that came out in 1997, and the plot pretty much follows a member of a Japanese idol group who has retired from music to pursue an acting career. And this is all great and dandy until she starts being stalked by an obsessive fan. This really starts the beginning of her losing grips with reality and blurring the lines between what is real, what is fake, what is fantasy, and what is really true. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure that we, we were watching it and I didn't, I fell asleep that day, but you go <laughs> How about, well, we get Margaret to explain in the movie to Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you want me to explain the movie or, or the like? the the lyrics or whatever explain so, we're gonna what get to, we really stood out to that we you. wanted to ask you but yeah yeah okay okay let's say yeah just explain the thing that really stuck with you from the movie yeah i guess the name obviously was like very uh it stuck with me a lot because i, I was like kind of confused by it and also i was like trying to find like meaning and like what it meant and like looking it up online and i there's like a couple different interpretations of it but like i really just kind of I don't I, I kind of went with like the same interpretation but like um yeah just the idea of the illusion of like yourself in different lenses I guess like through social media or like through um just your social life or like how you are on stage or how you are through a camera or whatever um just like these different kind of characters of yourself and um perfect blue shows that as like um kind of like a in a terms of like a horror story kind of and it's um kind of a very you know scary shadow to have like around you all the time um just like these different versions of yourself like kind of haunting you in in different areas of your lives um and yeah so I think just like the the tone and the eeriness but also like the cuteness and all and the beautifulness of the of the movie and everything and satoshi khan's way of creating movies and stuff um it all just made me yeah really inspired and felt like i wanted to yeah give it a shout out (laughs) what character of yourself do you think you've been in or you know which shell do you think you've been in the most the longest other than an artist or a musician Well, I think there's like a core self of me that I can kind of identify and I like see it as like what strings me through like my childhood and like to where I am now. So I guess like that's probably the longest self of my being that I've known the longest, I guess. But these different branches are not necessarily completely different. It It's all like pretty um, similar to like who I am at, at my core, but it's just like different ways of like presenting myself I guess. 
That was Your Eyes Are Mine from off of the album Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grit. And the song we played before that was Perfect Blue from off of the same album. We're currently doing an album playthrough going track by track through the album Follow the Cyborg. If you're ever curious about what we're playing or lose track, Absent Sounds is notorious for not saying exactly what we're playing at the time, so blame us, not yourself. We're going down the album sequentially, and so you can check the whole album out because that's what's coming up next. Um, what have you been seeing this year with new eyes? Mm, uh, a new inner dialogue I'm trying to adapt adopt um so yeah i guess like a a new positive way of like looking outward (laughs) yeah is there something that inspired you to change it was it just you know i'm tired of being so down on myself i guess like the songwriting process can really highlight um like my inner voice i feel like uh because i spend a lot of time alone and um creating alone and so it's really just like my inner voice that I have to listen to. And it can be, I just found it was like often getting in the way of me just like creating music, which was like kind of, uh, it was like, yeah. Um, songwriters block, I guess, or I, I just felt like there's things that I need to like do to like be kinder to myself and like promote um, forgiveness of myself and just allow myself to be like a flawed person and like a flawed musician I guess so yeah that's what I've been trying to trying to do I love the idea of allowing yourself to be a flawed musician or even a flawed person and allowing those flaws to seep into your work and just be you uh you mentioned being alone is when your inner dialogue starts to be the meanest or the most critical do you Mm -hmm. find that being alone is still a value of yours or like a really big personal thing to your core I think so I like I would really like to develop the skill of like being able to be more myself around others and like be able then therefore be able to create like more with others and collaborate more um but I think right now I'm still trying to like just gain confidence in myself and doing that alone is um kind of like the best way for me I guess so yeah making sure I have my alone time and um just giving myself that space is like really important yeah Sing that song I didn't 
Nothing's Wrong, which is the next song that comes up in the album. One of the things that Weezer and I probably say or think the most often is, it's fine, there's nothing wrong, it's fine. And mm-hmm. so we are wondering, if is there a phrase that you find yourself repeating very often when you're trying to either convince other people that you're okay or that um, convince yourself that you're okay? And what is that phrase? Oh, did I freeze? Hmm. I guess. Mm, yeah, I guess it's more just like my actions, I guess, and just going about business as usual, I think, and doing a lot of masking, maybe. Yeah. I think the lyric that probably stuck out with to me the most was can't figure out how to make things right. Because I, I feel like I've literally written in my journal that I don't know if something's wrong, but I don't know what it is, or I don't know like how to fix it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of just another part. It's like, yeah. you don't have to fix things or like, it doesn't have to, I don't know, but. Right. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I feel like sometimes just like noticing it, but like in a, a neutral light is kind of the best way to, to like do it and not like get too bogged down. And I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. But just interesting because I was just talking to 
the doctor today about feeling like, you know, you can't, like something is wrong, but mm. you don't know how to change it. And yeah. feeling like if you don't change it, you'll be stuck in this hole. So I don't mm. know how to, because you're not supposed to fight against the feeling because then you'll like, it's like quicksand and you bury yourself deeper. But I don't know how to not let yourself get sucked into the hole while also being okay with it. Yeah. I guess like sometimes because a lot of times when you're, you know, masking and just trying to avoid like coming to the, um, to face your problems or whatever, uh, it's often because like, I feel like I avoid it because I'm going to be met with a lot of judgment from myself. And um, I think that's probably the number one thing that I tried to avoid when addressing those things, just say um, that's the most like productive and like, um, easy way to like help help get through things and um help yeah untangle these messes do not adjust your frequency you are about to enter a dimension a dimension of sight a dimension of sound a dimension of mind a dimension that redefines radio in windsor and detroit you are now entering c jam 99.1 fm You Windsor Campus Police remind you to always be aware of building safety and security to help prevent theft and break-ins. Always keep track of your belongings and never leave them unattended, even for a minute. You should report suspicious behavior immediately to Campus Police at 519-253-3000, extension 1234. Examples include a stranger going from office to office, a person loitering for a long period of time, or somebody waiting outside of offices near closing time. Always stay aware of building safety and security on campus. U Windsor Campus Police is here to help you. I didn't ask for this. I wanted to go back the first
I know you, you were mentioning serial experiment lane, um, and I'm, so I'm assuming that phone clone is kind of that same idea, r- lane. Uh, but we wanted to just ask, what is a phone clone? Yeah, I guess just the version of yourself that lives on online. What's the phone clone of Margaret? Um, I guess I've tried to make the phone clone of Margaret as close to Margaret as possible, just like a a mirror. But I guess I have uh, what are my online tendencies? Like it used to be like yeah, more more concerned about like creating a feed and a Instagram feed or whatever, and all my posts and stuff but i recently like took it all down because i just didn't want to like have to think about creating something like that um but i guess on my misgrit instagram page i just i try to keep it as professional as possible and just um yeah keep it to shows releases that kind of thing yeah (laughs) yeah i will say that every time i try to get rid of a feed and then I'm like after a few weeks I'm like oh or a few months then I think you know if I had just actually stuck with the feed it wouldn't look so ugly right now and now mm-hmm. I wasted like months of making you look ugly and yeah. I have to go back and fix it yeah <laughs>
My name is Weiri Mambo, and we are diving into the album Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grit. We just played through the tracks six and seven from off of the album. And on Absent Sounds with my twin sister, we play through albums in their entirety, and sometimes we get to interview the artists themselves. Today is one of those days. Welcome back to an interview with Miss Grit. I never have been able to really just sit down and like write a song on acoustic guitar. It's like um, a lot of the things that like inspire my songwriting kind of happen in the creation process, I feel like, and um, production process and some of the more like technical um, things that you have to like learn and troubleshoot while recording a record. Um, So in a way, I feel like my uh, creative methods do kind of use a good amount of my brain but then also there is like a side to my music that kind of occurs just from like that natural uh yeah feeling and instinct inside me so both are central I feel like to like how I make music so um yeah pretty pretty balanced I feel like between those two yeah, I, especially, I was just going to say, I think especially with the idea of the cyborg, it kind of blends the two very nicely. Mm-hmm. I guess bringing off of that, just how do you strike a balance between letting it feel organic, but also exploring the possibilities of electronic and anything that, you know, the whole web of things? Yeah, I guess, I yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, just like learn trying to learn new softwares and um plugins for me to use for like uh I'm kind of like getting back into the songwriting process right now but um I feel like it's just really important to like make sure that the tools you're using aren't really guiding you in the direction that they want you to guide to guide you in I guess yeah I was just thinking about like so many plugins and also just like I guess yeah industry standards I like learned while going to NYU in school um and I think while a lot of that's helpful it's just um it's always important to figure out your own way to like use these tools and techniques and plugins and softwares that honestly have like a lot of depth to them but sometimes you can only the surface level of them is like scratched so I think it's just not being afraid to experiment in in the technology or tools that you use and um, use them in odd, like um, unique ways, I guess. Yeah. But I was thinking, I, I wanted to ask, do you think you'd ever just throw everything away and get an iPad and simply just use, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Garage band? Garage band, yeah. And just use oh, garage, garage band. band. Well, actually, that's so funny you say that because today I got my first iPad ever. And was, that's what I'm, I'm I was going to ask if that's guys. what you were using, if you were using the, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm like still trying to figure out like where this camera is and where to look actually. But like, um, yeah, I saw that they had like garage band on there. And then I also saw that there was like a Logic Pro, which is like the fancier version of GarageBand, but I, I don't know if you have to pay for that or anything. But um, yeah, it is very tempting to like condense everything I have into like this iPad, but um, I don't think I will. I don't think I could ever do that. Honestly, I would get to um, well, yeah. I guess I just I do like physical things and like 
using my hands to like mm-hmm. turn knobs and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I do. I do love my new iPad, and I'm so glad that I'm now an iPad baby and stuff. But um, I think I yeah, I, I like my gear as well. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, it kind of reminds me of how some artists I've seen how they like get a new iPad and then they only use procreate instead of using photoshop now and then i was like oh so and now for mm. procreate is going to allow you to do animations so they're like they're completely going to run the mm. game but i'm thinking but no i think people i still like using photoshop i still like using actual paint so i definitely yeah, yeah feel the same yeah and also it's like so um it can be so uh not persuasive but like these like layouts of all these different softwares can be so um they can like guide you and mm-hmm. I feel like in the way you create in a certain way so it can be so yeah so strange but yeah yeah and that's so interesting that you mentioned it guiding you because the title of your album is follow the cyborg <laughs> and so um, yeah. the idea of following something <laughs> or just if you could yeah. even set the path for us of what that looks like or if you're even really following a cyborg or what that is yeah yeah, I think it's not necessarily um, meaning like the idea of like following technology, following it to the end of the world or whatever. <sighs> but um, it's more like uh, alluding to like the the myth of the cyborg and um, how in a lot of movies and films the cyborg story arc kind of starts as like a female cyborg being created by a male person and being used as a tool by them basically and then soon it like they realize they they begin to become self-aware beings and um they can then start to have like autonomy over you know their thoughts and feelings and actions and kind of like the idea of fall the cyborg is to become self-aware and become aware of your place in the world and how these like more powerful branches of anything like that um, can oppress you and have effect on you and um, being aware of that and what it is that you can do to like gain autonomy over yourself and um, guide, guide your, your thinking, I guess. Yeah, actually, one, one thing that's um, about how you present yourself with the heritage aspect, I think that's kind of like the first op- often that's kind of people's first impression of you. Mm-hmm. unfortunately or maybe fortunately i don't know but yeah there are aspects of your korean american heritage that you specifically attempt to infuse into your music do you have i don't even know if that's like ever a constant thought or it's just something that just naturally exists because you are you i have i have a hard time like seeing my koreanness sometimes because it like being biracial i'm not really sure what is and what is not i guess but um yeah something that I wanted to like add on to this album was the song that's written in Korean um and it's just like a Korean translation um from Follow the Cyborg uh lyrics and I've been learning Korean for like the past three years or something and I'm doing not very fluent at all and not very good at speaking it still but I just like wanted to like document myself speaking it and like being able to hear myself and perform while speaking it like was a really um just like cool thing for me to like to to do but also like learn about um myself in a way or like see yeah be introduced to like this um this like side of myself I guess and I 
yeah, growing up, uh, it was a, I have like a strange relationship with my identity. And so it's like, there's um, a lot of like figuring out to do still within myself and taking those parts um, apart and uh, isolating like that can um, be really helpful for me. So yeah, just learning the Korean language has been like a really cool experience. I think uh, even for us, even though we are kind of like just full-blooded Liberian, Mm -hmm. I guess it comes up in a different way than it would as a biracial person, but kind of just the idea of like, I don't even feel like I'm African because I've never been there or like, I don't even, I can't speak. Uh, Separated from the culture and and like, um, it can be a really confusing thing. Yeah, I totally get it.
genuine ostrich. Three payments. Oh! Wait, what? I'm just goofing. New boot goofing. You are tuned into CJAM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Screaming that second gear was such a turn on. And the fog forming on my window tells me that the morning. Tune in every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. to CJAM's Top 12 Countdown. I'm your host, Taya, and every week we will be counting down CGM's most played albums of the week. You'll hear from a variety of genres, lots of local music, and our programmers' favorite tunes. CGM's Top 12 only plays the best of the best, so tune in every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. only on CGM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and in Detroit. Follow the sideboard, yeah, because I have interest. I really do love the, the title, and I know that you've explained it already a little bit, um, but it also kind of made, made me think about this book that I was reading called Disability Visibility, which is just a book of essays about disability awareness, and yeah, it's a really great collection, but one of the essays talks about how be, having certain enhancements or like a hearing aid or, you know, a cane or anything like a medication is a form of being a cyborg because those things are also used to, I don't know, I love the way that she described it, but I can't really describe it now. And so I guess I was just wondering, what are other ways that you think being a cyborg is bigger than just being attached to a robot or something? Mm, I guess it's just like, some sometimes just like even... Um, you know, I well, yeah, like uh, ad- adapting to the world in like weird and different ways that you're that like the world isn't really used to, or like the standard of the world is. You know, um, that can be a way of like following the cyborg and, um, like, yeah, really, I, like one of my favorite movies the sound of metal like um you know goes through a man who goes through um like losing his hearing and i think it just really showcased in a really beautiful way how you know you you can live um one life with certain capabilities and um you know be content but then also when those things are missing or taken away or whatever um it like it's not going to be any less than that other life it's just going to be a different like beautiful life that you can live um so yeah stuff like that I think is really um beautiful and also yeah Sound of Metal captured it really beautifully so yeah I've been afraid of watching the film because I'm like scared every time I go to shows I think I'm gonna start going deaf so I started learning sign language oh yeah yeah oh my gosh (laughs) yeah no you should watch it Weezer it's great yeah (laughs) Um, and so I guess before we even start wrapping up, I'll jump to the end and mm-hmm. say, what is the worst way for something to end? It could be a movie, book, or mm-hmm. anything. Because <laughs> uh, I actually, oh, sorry, I'm going to say I don't like, I didn't like the ending of Sound of Metal. Okay. Oh, okay. Or like the before ending. I like the ending, but not the before. <laughs> 
I personally don't like when the ending is like really um like drawn out and you know you get taken through everybody's aftermath life you know it's just it's too much but um I guess in other things like I do like outros and songs and I guess yeah I guess music wise I don't love uh the like fade out ending but I think it can be used like in specific good circumstances so yeah yeah maybe it is a little lazy it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fade to black yeah 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 um okay the very 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 last question about the album i'll ask is about the, the pack syncing um and you have people change twice a year so what are those two times what are the two times you've changed twice this year and <laughs> yeah I guess um, I, what I was like thinking when I wrote that was I I personally feel like so um, altered by the like seasons changing and like I think of that only as like um, you know spring and then fall um, and I feel like during those times of years like something happens where I just get very like reflective and um, on my on myself and. Uh, a little self-conscious I guess and so I think that usually um catalyzes like a, a, a not a severe change but a slight change in how I try to like go about my life I guess or how I try to emote and uh yeah I guess yeah <laughs> yeah and as we enter this new change I wish I hope that your new self in 2024 is a beautiful self and one that uh you take with you further <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that is my attempt as a segue thank you guys so much it's so nice meeting you no you problem. too yeah we'll hopefully see you in detroit sometime around yeah. okay. okay bye
Thank you so much to Margaret for joining us on today's show. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us here on Apps and Sounds for another album playthrough as we played through the album Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grit, a.k.a. Margaret. You're tuned in to CGEM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. We are not done yet, so please don't go anywhere. We still got half an hour left on the show for today. So we're going to dive into a second album, uh, at least start diving into a second album. And this is going to be our Canadian album of the day. We got uh, an artist who sounds really similar to Miss Grit in that it's electronic and alternative, beautiful vocals, and that is none other than Ostra. Ostra is the Toronto-based band. We played through Ostra's 2017 album, Future Politics, a few years ago on Absent Sounds, but today we're going to be playing an album that was released just in December of last year, and that was the album Swan Song. It's actually uh, an original score that Ostra did for ballet. So it's going to be easy listening. And if you were listening so intently to our interview, thank you so much. And here's a treat because you can just relax and get in the zone as we dive into this album. The first songs we're going to play for you are the first three that come off of the score. Those are none other than Karen's theme, Corp de Ballet, and Jurgida's theme. You're tuned into Absent Sounds here on CJAM.
Those three tracks were Karen's theme, Carl de Ballet, and Jurgita's theme from off of the score, Swan Song. This was an original score produced and written by Astra for the documentary and series of the same name that also aired at TIFF. Swan Song came out on September 9th, and it, is, it takes us inside the 2002 uh, production of Swan Lake by the National Ballet of Canada it was directed and staged by the legendary Karen Kane. So Chelsea McMullen was the director and it's a really intimate process of being able to take us into a look of the company's artistic director Karen Kane who famously debuted in the ballet in 1971. Karen Kane chose Swan Lake to be her retirement project after a 50-year career, but the whole documentary Swan Song is less concerned about making her or making this specific retirement a canon event, and instead it's more focused on observing the way that artists, as they age, can welcome a new generation of talent should they choose to. The film goes back and forth and darts in and out of the subjects' lives outside and inside their homes, rehearsal spaces, and just really tries to capture the company as an organic entity. It really wants to capture the lives of the performers, choreographers, technicians, all the people that are involved in putting and pushing through physical and emotional obstacles to make such a revered piece of work such as Swan Lake, into something that's their own image. It wasn't just the ballet dancers that were pushing to really make something beautiful. Ostra, the artist that we're playing for the rest of our show on Apps and Sounds today, also had to create a whole original score 
to stand alone because Austria wanted this album to be something that would fit beautifully into um, across the four episodes and a movie, but also something that would stand alone as an album, even if you haven't seen either. Now, I haven't seen the documentary, and I am going to after I finish recording um, this episode because I would love to see it, and it's on CBC Gem, so you can watch it for free over there. And it's a Canadian produced Canadian, um, you know, seems like a pretty Canadian canon event. But this album, is, while it's mostly instrumental and ambient, and it's very different from what Ostra usually produces as an electronic alternative artist, you can definitely see the strings of um, the, where the thread goes through in Ostra's work and how it binds everything together. This is a record that I really do believe if you are a fan of Miskrit, who we played earlier, and a fan of Ostra's previous work, you will definitely find um, something to love within it. There are many beautiful moments, and I'm so glad that we can take a look at all the beautiful moments together with you. If you are in love with the music and the whole idea of such a beautiful documentary, McMullen, who also directed the ever deadly film that came out in 2022 on TIFF with Te- Tanya Tegug, really has an eye for vulnerable moments um, and bringing us into those fragments of their lives and the snippets. There's a lot of different interesting um, things you can kind of watch that circle around ballet dancers. You know, there's films like Black Swan that also dive into that world. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of all the Barbie movies from the early 2000s that go into ballet dancing and have actual ballet dancers doing, using the technology where they put them on their where they um, track the movements using, you know, 3D mapping. And I I love the the idea of turning something so really painful and excruciating and unnatural almost into such a beautiful art form. However, I do think it's important to also recognize that the diversity of skin colors on stage is something that doesn't necessarily always... Um, happen in ballet and you even see that um, the producer Nev Campbell who had a road to stage and screen that really began when she enrolled at Canada's National Ballet School something as simple as having Kane push for dancers to abandon the pink tights of the swan costumes to really embrace the diversity of skin colors this is something that you'll see has a lot of implications throughout the documentary, and I'm so excited to watch it. And if you do end up watching it, please do let us know. But we've reached the end of our show, and I'm going to stop talking. I'll let you ponder as we go through the last few pieces on today's episode. Thank you once again to Margaret. Thank you once again, my friends, for tuning in to Absent Sounds. We'll be here again next week, same time, same place. 
with another new album to dive into on Absent Sounds here on CGM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. The two tracks we'll be playing to close out our show are the next ones in the album, and they are Tights and Genevieve's Theme. How beautiful. Hope you have a great afternoon, evening, or good night, wherever you are. <laughs> 